Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, where you can get all of your fancy, fancy basketball tools to prepare yourself, not just for your draft, which has probably already happened, but for the rest of the season, including incredibly good projections by our friend Mark Roberts, and uh, the best schedule prep um, that, I, that I've seen on any site. So if you're pr- uh, trying to figure out who's playing when and what team's got the best schedule, go to hashtag basketball.com and check out those fantasy tools. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, there's basketball to watch. The How NBA has started! It's here! So tomorrow is is like an amazing but also somewhat disappointing day for me because there's so many games on and I want to see them all. I I love tomorrow. So like opening night is is, is tonight and it's exciting and I feel like you you felt the build up all day long on Twitter and on the internet and these games are going to be good. Uh we just saw Boston uh, beat Philly in a pretty sloppy game. So these like these these opening games aren't going to be the the definition of of what the season is to come. But it's just it's exciting to see competitive basketball. Yeah, no doubt. And now the uh, the Warriors are getting their rings. I, now, see, this is this is something I can never get into, man. I can never get into watching the ring ceremony. Now, maybe if it was my team, I guess it'd be a little bit different. Oh yeah. If if it was my team, I'd be there. I'd I'd be at the United Center right now, and uh, you know if there we were uh, one ACL away from from raising those banners again. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. Just one bad tear away. I'm I'm not gonna touch that with ten foot pull, Mike. So. Better not. You better not come. I don't even want to hear it. But. We wanted to. So many years ago, man. I don't even know that I could give you a hot take on that without actually studying it. How bad is that? That doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But when you think back about that, that was what, like five years ago, six? I think it was six years ago. Derek Rose turned 30 this year. So that's what I mean, man. That was a long time ago. I can't believe Derek Rose is 30 already. Um, I mean, if we talked about that season right now, I'm sure I would mess up everything. So much has happened since then. A lot has happened since then, and um, man, I mean, I'm just I'm so excited to see real basketball. And for a lot of you out there, um, whether this is your first year, fifth year, twentieth year playing uh, fantasy basketball, this is usually the best time of the year. And we're gonna have a lot more uh, tomorrow when the all the the games, um, like Tyler said, are are being played. There's gonna be a lot to consume especially every team except for the lakers and there's one other team right there's only two teams that won't have played a game by that portland is portland playing i believe i believe it's portland and the lakers because they play each other on thursday yeah i think think they're the only two maybe yeah i think so so we're gonna see everybody's real starting lineups we're gonna see a lot of some hot games some bad games i think we wanted to take this opportunity to kind of uh prep a lot of uh Maybe our beginners or our novice uh, listeners out there, uh, but also remind our our experts, uh, veterans out there as well, uh, just what to expect 
in week one. A lot of people get caught up in the 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 whole mess of it, and I think also a lot of people who come over to play fantasy basketball, especially this time of year, are very used to fantasy football. And fantasy football, there is a lot of turn week to week. A lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of waiver wire action. Uh, a lot of people panicking about bad players, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think we want to give our old adage just one more round, and, and that is, do not panic. I cannot stress this enough. Do not panic. The guys that you drafted in the first five rounds, they're going to be good. They're going to be fine. So no matter if they played out of their minds or if they had uh, went 0 for 7 like Kyrie Irving did at the beginning of the, at this Boston game, settle down. Do not overreact. Do not panic. Do not try to sell a guy who's playing poorly. We are going to just butcher you, just beat you over the head with buy low and sell high. So right now, all you guys out there who are veterans, or hey, everybody, anybody who's listening, if you know people uh, as they do overreact, go go send a mediocre trade for Kyrie Irving right now. See what happens. You're probably going to get shut down. But like that's the kind of overreaction that happens in week one every single year because people are just itching, itching to to, to make a trade, to do something, and they're and they panic about these first. Basically, these first two weeks, people panic. And I just – I don't think you should make any major moves in the first two weeks. Yeah, I'm with you unless you're buying extremely low on someone or or in that kind of scenario. So you got to remember some of these guys really haven't played much. Um, I, I'll do an example that I know well off the top of my head just because I, I cover this team a lot, right? Harrison Barnes is not playing in the opener, but from everything I've heard, they think on Saturday, which is actually their home opener against the Timberwolves, he's going to play. Well, he hadn't played all preseason, so I'm not expecting him to look wonderful in that first game. And even those first couple games, I mean, you got to think that's really kind of his preseason to get his legs under him. So he's probably not going to be looking good, and his stats probably aren't going to be very good. So that's the kind of time where people are going to panic and be like, oh, Harrison Barnes can't make a shot. Oh, man, he scored you know, 20 points in the first three games he's played. He's going to be terrible this year. Well, not really. He's kind of just round into form like everybody else did during the preseason, but he was out injured. Exactly. Uh, you, you really can't. Context is king, right? Like you've got to yeah. know the situations. Like, and, and it's different for every player, right? Like maybe this guy is uh, Robert Covington, right? We talk about him a lot in his very streaky shooting, right? Super he'll streaky. Sh- he'll shoot amazing for a while and he'll shoot terrible for a while. Well, if you look up in, in two weeks and he's shooting 25% and the owner in your league's like, oh, Robert Covington is trash. I'm getting rid of him. I'd be the one buying because there's going to be a stretch where he shoots 45 or 47% for two weeks. Yeah, that that average will always revert to the mean. I think that's really important to remember here at the beginning of the season, especially in the first two weeks, when you are not overreacting, you're not panicking, to also remember most – of these guys, their percentages, their play, uh, their production reverts to the mean by midseason. Uh, that is why I really do trust Mark Roberts's projections so much because they do rely a lot on just historical value. Um, 
last year, Aaron Gordon, amazing start for months, really. Amazing start reverted to the mean by the end of the year. The only that's only happens occasionally, like in an Oladipo situation where a guy plays out of his mind and then continues to play out of his mind. Um, and even that, like, you know, is, is still questionable. Isaiah Thomas played out of his mind and I mean, he got injured, but the year before he played out of his mind, he was pretty good, but he wasn't an MVP candidate. And the season that he broke out, he, he was. So you, you got to remember those, those are outliers. Those guys who come out of nowhere and play way, way, way out of their league. Chances are a mediocre player who's playing out of his mind is going to revert to the mean. So you should sell high. Well, and I mean, we talked about this how many times uh, about a year ago today, right? Was Andre Drummond's free throw shooting. Yeah. Sure, it got a little bit better, right? I think like, he shot like 80% in the first game. People were like, what's happening? And then like week two, it got it was only at like 72% and people were were falling over themselves to pick him up. To like to try to trade for him. Yeah, and in leagues where he didn't have as much value as they thought he was going to. And I mean, just think about it in your job, right? Whatever it is you do. Do you do your absolute best work every single day of every single year? Like, no, right? You have moments where you make mistakes or do whatever. Like, these guys are the same way. Like, they're not all going to be perfect. I'm going to produce this exact stat line every single night. They're going to have stretches where they don't shoot well and stretches where they shoot well. And so you can't just can't panic. And you got to find guys who are panicking. Exactly. This is the perfect time to exploit those panicky those finicky owners um something else i like to look at and so you know this podcast is called watching the boxes i go out there and and i look at the box scores probably every single day Uh, no matter who played i'm checking them out and this is the period of time where that is of the utmost importance you need to be working the waiver wire really really hard in these first two weeks because this is when people who were either medium or mediocre and i'm kind of talking directly at shallower or standard leagues because once you get in those deep leagues a lot of these guys are still they're on somebody's roster at that point but even even your deep league guys out there now is the time to make that waiver wire pickup do not hesitate to drop someone on your team that is not good that might be good but doesn't have a playing shot this season, uh, you know, we saw Kevin Knox isn't going to start. Now I have a question about Kevin Knox. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, big question about him too. So I'm not trying to pick on the Knicks, but would you rather have that guy or someone who's going to be playing 29 minutes a game, 30 minutes a game? Like if, if JJ Redick didn't get picked up in your league, he's going to be more valuable than those guys, I would assume. So now, now is the time to watch those box scores. And make sure you are taking a swing on someone on your waiver wire, even if they had one hot night, because you could just drop them. So we're we're telling you not to overreact with the players you own, but I'm I, I do encourage you to overreact when it comes to the waiver wire, because you might make up make a pickup that wins you your league. Mitchell, yeah. uh, what Mitchell or Donovan Mitchell? There yeah, you, and you prefaced it in a great way, but I think it's worth reiterating, right? We're talking about leagues with 12 teams and, and fewer. 
right? Like in a even in a fourteen team league, like you might have the player that's the most valuable by the end of the season, just because the guy you're probably going to be picking up probably only plays like fifteen to twenty minutes a game, and that's going to be hard for him to come. Unless, I mean, obviously injuries. Like, if we see an injury and there's a guy out there, sure, maybe then you pick that guy up. And that's important to remember, too. Like, Gordon Hayward made it how far last year, Mike? Jeremy Lin, right? We saw, like, on opening night, three or four guys who were out for the season. Um, so you got to look for those situations in, in the deeper leagues where someone's getting more value maybe because of an injury or just more va- more playing time than anyone thought. But in the shallower leagues, we're going to see guys who are surprise starting, who are – just getting a lot more usage than we thought, right? We talked about some of these teams in the preseason, the Clevelands, the you know the teams where, what is this team really? Well, they lost the the key figure of their team in LeBron. Now who's going to take over? Who's going to be the one doing the passing? Who's going to be the one doing the majority of the shooting? Who's going to run that second unit and get the shots off? Um, and so that's the kind of stuff you got to watch. And not only do you want to watch the box scores, if you can watch the games, right? League Pass is on free this week. Uh, I believe yeah. until the 23rd for, for most like carriers. Get on there, man. Sign up. You can sign up on the computer. If you got something you can, you are listening to this podcast on, you, you can, can probably be watching the games. Yeah, you can watch it on your phone. Right? And, you know, see who's doing what. Because I think you and I talk about this a lot, right? Like sometimes the box score can even trick you a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, this uh, is that is the the alternative. What uh, watching the box scores is is the alternative you have to being able, to, if you do not have the time, which most people don't, to watching all of the games. There is no replacement well, for watching a game. And and League Pass does that cool thing where they do it condensed, so you can like get on the, like the morning after the games are over and watch like the ten minute thing. Right, it's usually like ten minutes, twelve it's minutes. Super cool. Um, where you basically see all the shots, and then you see like some, I, I don't know what they what you want to say highlight defensive plays. Like you see some blocks and some steals and some just random plays that really didn't end up in a in a, a made field goal. So do that kind of stuff. Like take advantage of it while those people are still available on the waiver wire because you could catch lightning in a bottle. But if you're not paying attention this week, someone else is going to catch it. Hundred percent, someone's going to pick pick these guys up. Everyone's going to be swiping and, up waiver wire players, and there's there's stuff to get from every single game. Just like Terry Rozier looked really good, and he's going to have a good role on this Boston Celtics team. I'm pretty sure more people drafted Markel Fultz than Terry Rozier. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. So you know, maybe consider. But and and here's but Markel Fultz didn't really have that bad of a game. So yeah, I don't know. Like you know, there's stuff to pick from out from each one of these box scores. And here's the other thing too. That's a good thing to just have in your memory bank as far as uh, – now maybe not Terrazier might not be the best, but like any backup point guard, right? If a backup point guard's coming in and playing well, maybe he's only playing 20 or 22 minutes a night. But you kind of can put in the back of your mind like, hey, man, if X starter gets hurt, that I might want it, that guy. man, I might want to be first to the waiver wire on that guy. And in a league with a deeper bench, maybe you pick that guy up because maybe you're not playing those last couple guys on your bench that often. But, you know, you try to catch lightning in a bottle that way. Like, there's a lot of different ways to do it, and it's some of it's league-specific. But I love to watch, like, backup point guards and try to figure out, okay, if this guy gets hurt, how good is this 
other player really going to be? Yeah, and and that repetitiveness, seeing that guy's name because you're you, like you said, you can't watch all the games, so you're like, oh yeah, I remember. I mean, Terry Rozier is a bad example. Uh, maybe Raymond Felton. <laughs> yeah, well, and like the the magic Raymond Felton, he's gonna be terrible. Don't pick him magic up. Magic one's a good example though. Like if either one of those two guys. So it's Jerry and Grant and it's DJ Augustine, right? They're kind of the two guys going for the starting point guard. And Augustine yeah. appears to have won it. Now we still don't really know what the minute split's going to be, but we're going to get our first glimpse of that on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, even if either guy, right? So Mike, if you could couch it to me this second and say, pick a guy, doesn't matter which one to me, is getting 33 minutes a night. I don't know that I'm super interested in either one. Like, is either one even a top 100 player in 33 uh, maybe, minutes? Maybe Jerry and Grant. Maybe, right? But maybe. Like, that wasn't even, like, a for certain. It's a hard like, maybe. If if Terry Rozier was getting 33 minutes a night, I'd feel pretty good about him being a top 100 player yeah, for the stretch of time that he was getting 33 minutes. So I guess that's my point is, like, you can kind of also write some off your list of, like, okay, even if Jerry and Grant gets, like, the whole workload – I'm semi-interested, right? I'm not really interested. I'm just kind of interested. Yeah, and it's good to keep track of that. It's good to just know where everybody's at, uh, what bench players are even valuable in bench minutes, what guys could be uh, starters if somebody gets hurt so you can be quick off those injury reports. Um, and that's all. another tip I'm going to throw out there for everybody. Uh, this feels like an obvious tip. But if you're not on NBA Twitter, you're you're not going to win your league. You could use the the fantasy b-ball Reddit. It's probably a pretty good place to get uh, your injury updates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but if you're not on NBA Twitter, you're and I, I don't want to like promote using social media more to anybody, but you have to use. It. Twitter if you're going to be a good fantasy basketball player because you have to get that news the injury news right away so you hit those waiver wires because a lot of leagues just have open waivers just you can just claim a guy pick him up right away uh we're experimenting with some um some fobs so in the in the uh in the case of uh fancy fo- using a little fancy football strategy to make sure people have like a bidding period uh before so people can't just pick up and drop dudes all day every day uh that's something tyler implemented in the dynasty league yeah i I like the idea the theory behind that is i don't know that we should reward the guy who sits at his computer all day and what the hell does nothing right (laughs) like that's what i that's that's what my job is that's why i'm so good at fantasy basketball and that's fine. I mean, if you want to spend those hours researching for fantasy basketball or, or whatever, like, cool. But, you know what I mean? Like, and this particular thing for that league, too, is, like, it's one thing when you're all in Chicago, Illinois, right? And so you all are kind of on, like, the relative same daily schedule. When you got people all over the world, you know what I mean? Like, when the news breaks at 3 o'clock Eastern United States time, that might be 3 o'clock in the morning over there. Well, that yeah. person really didn't have a chance to get that player because they were in bed because it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, our Australian and uh, Icelandic friends out there uh, are going to struggle to uh, be on the, the breaking edge of news. 
Right. And so I don't think we should reward people for like, oh, you didn't sleep at the hour the news broke and I had to. Like, no, that's that's bull. So I like to I, I personally like to do that in all my leagues, right? We talked about the unlimited injured reserve um earlier this preseason. I'm a big proponent for that. And I'm a big proponent for and in some of my leagues, right? Like if I want daily pickups, like maybe it's a head to head league and I think there's an advantage to kind of using it like streaming and using a player every day. I'll run it every day and I'll put $0 bids in there for the fab. Meaning you can basically, if no one else bids on that player, have a player for nothing. You can have them for yeah. free. But at the same time, right? Like every day at whatever time, everybody in the league knows that's when it goes. So we don't have people just run into the waiver wire and it also makes so I don't know name a starting point guard. Maybe Steph Curry gets hurt tonight, and we find out Quinn Cook is going to be the starter for Golden State and play a whole ton of minutes, right? It gives everybody a shot to get Quinn Cook, and it's going to be the one who opens their wallet the most. It's going to get him. Yeah, I, I like that, and it also I think having it kind of spread out like you have in the in, in the dynasty league that we we have going on um, with our listeners, the uh, kind of like doing it every other day type of thing uh it keeps people from if you're in a head-to-head league just being a perverse streamer which is my biggest complaint with head-to-head is that the guy who plays 12 more games than the other dude always wins even if his team isn't that good yeah and i mean it, it should it should work out in the wash in the end like sure but at the same time, like I get, I get what you're saying, um, and, and it's just, it just it evens that out a little bit to the people who don't spend their entire day sitting at the computer. Yeah. So I mean, I I think the goal is to make everything more accessible, right? We want everyone to be able to play fantasy and have fun, and we shouldn't limit someone because they have to do a job where they don't sit at the computer every day. I agree. All you. All you construction workers, you uh, all you airplane pilots, all you what's another scuba recreational scuba diver instructors, judges. That's what Ju- I thought. You. Judges, just uh, a random judge playing fantasy basketball. And all you judges out there listening, uh, you deserve the same chances as I do, who sits at the computer all day. Uh, we had a lot of really fun uh, listener league drafts. Over the uh, the long weekend, and uh, I have to give a shout out to our listeners, uh, our Patreon subscribers out there. They went out at the last second. A lot of you guys went out and joined so you could get into those listener leagues, and I respect that. Uh, I respect procrastination. I respect uh, uh, getting in uh, barely on time because that's that's how I've lived my life, and it's been well, at least mildly successful. Um, and so all you guys who went out to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, um, the listener leagues are closed for now. There might be a special surprise halfway through the season, but all the exclusive content, exclusive podcasts, um, and and weekly, um, tips, tricks, whatever uh, kind of uh, content we're going to be putting up on the Patreon. Uh, and we're really going to base it on what you guys, all you Patreon subscribers are looking for. So if you're looking for more dynasty stuff, or if you're looking for more uh, waiver wire trades, stuff like that, uh, that's what we're going to provide on patreon.com. So if you want to subscribe and be a part of that, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, just like all these cool guys did. Uh, Dave Corbett, 
respect shout out to that dude uh respect to dave jonathan lake francisco gregory and marcellus tucker you guys are uh holding it down and you guys are fantastic thank you for subscribing i'm glad we could get you into our listener leagues uh and we're really i'm really looking forward to these listener leagues we got a lot of a lot of uh, various types of leagues, Tyler. I'm I'm excited for all of them. Yeah, and I think it's a good group of people who are committed to playing, and so that's that's always the first step to having a good league. I think is no matter what the settings are, you can have fun if the group's committed and they want to play. Yeah, that's that's super important. We even did a, a three category league, and we tried to uh, take your idea, Tyler, of doing um, points, wings, and bigs. So we kind of finagled with the. Uh, the settings it's kind of like a you get a point guard and then a combo guard so just a regular guard spot and then you get like two uh shooting guards slash small forward spots then i think you get like two forward spots and then two forward center spots yeah right and i mean it's trying to get there it's not there it's not perfect but i feel like it's a good start it is, and here's what I'll say too. Like, okay, Basketball Reference does a, a decent job of trying to quantify what position this guy is playing. But, and, and I'll just use this as an example, right? So Luka Doncic is normally guarded by the other team's best perimeter defender when the Mavericks play, but then he guards the other team's power forward. Like when they played the Sixers, he guarded Mike Muscala. And he was often guarded by either Ben Simmons or Robert Covington. So what position is he really playing? You tell me. I don't know. Is he playing power forward? Is he playing point guard when Ben Simmons is guarding him? Is he playing shooting guard when Robert Covington's guarding him? Like, I don't understand that position. Small forward? It's, I don't know. It's positionless. I mean, look at the 76ers. It's positionless. And that's the way the, the league is going. I really do think fantasy basketball should go that direction. Well, so, just to limit somebody to say, oh, this guy is only this position, I'm like – how how is how are you determining that like well you almost have to do this if you're in the espn league because they just don't even try even attempt to try to give position eligibility to people well i think like fan tracks i think everybody's almost eligible for any position and that's the way it it should be in some of these cases i think they do a pretty good job with their eligibility yeah i mean and i'm not hating on all the sites i'm just saying like some of these guys i don't know what position they play like you could ask me and i'd be like well you know, most people would say this, but I, I don't know, man. What position does LeBron James play? I don't know. Any. All. Oh, all, all. every one of them. You know what I mean? Every single one. <laughs> so um, we ended up doing last night, actually. Was this just last night? This indeed was. was on Monday. So we had a lot of listeners. It was a long draft. Uh, thanks for sticking with it, everybody. And I think we wanted to go through our our boring listener uh, redraft league and just kind of maybe throw out some of the the highlights, maybe some no, of the teams to but watch. Before some of these that, listeners that are doing it, we have to well, get to the shenanigans and tomfoolery of one person in the league. I do not know what you're talking about. And that person is the team WTB Mike C. What? I'm not sure who this fella is. Hmm. I don't know. He might be one of our Patreons. Um, but he seemed like a man who was up to a lot of shenanigans and tomfoolery during this draft, including drafting the player that I touted 
as no. the rookie breakout of the year and a player I'm pretty sure he never even heard of before I mentioned him. And, and all of you who don't believe me can go back and listen to that podcast because just listen to the dumbfoundedness of Mike. When I say this bold prediction, just listen to the beauty of his and his voice of the pure and utter amazement. When I start speaking, just because I uh, have different opinions than you, Tyler, does not mean I don't listen to your opinions. Uh, Shay Gildish Alexander, whose name I can barely say, uh, was a fantastic pick in this incredibly uh, deep draft. And I feel like, like, where did I take him overall? Uh, I had to have been fairly late, like in the last. That's pretty late. It was pick 179. That, that seems pretty was. fair. Dude, Mike, I okay. Now I want an honest answer to this question. All right, will you promise me just one honest answer to this question? Maybe. Oh, come on now. How long have we been friends? Let's go. I just want. I just want one honest answer to a question. I will. I, I will. I will. I will answer as honestly as I can. Okay. So before I mentioned it. Assuming I never mentioned it, let's put it this way. Assuming I never mentioned it, would you have picked Shea Gilgis Alexander at that point in the draft? Mm, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just so we're on the same page. Might end up with like Al Farouk Aminu. Um so it was it was really funny and and um I, I'm I'm ragging on Mike, but it was a really good pick. And here was the like crazy thought in my head and the pick. So I picked a few picks before Mike, and then Mike actually had both of his picks, and then I picked again. Um, and I I thought to myself about picking him in the round before, and I don't even remember who I picked. You ended up with um, it looks like Mark Markeith Morris, right? Not a, bad, that, not a bad pick. Well, and that was the thing, right? So I was like, man, okay, so he's got some upside, but I was like, but I want one more safe guy. And then he was like, so there were like three people in my queue at the time, and Markeith Morris and Shea Gillis Alexander were two of them. And I was like, all right, I really just want one more safe guy, and then I'm going to take him. And I picked him, and then like four picks later, Mike snagged him. And I don't know. I just didn't really yeah. see it coming. But... I also snagged Bob Bridges. I went back-to-back rookies, so respect to me. Well, and at that point, right, like we talk about this a lot, there was – you need to take a, a shot at some point. And at that point in the draft, there was some yeah, – not so many like- shots left. A lot of people may be listening or like, wow, why the hell are these people being drafted at all? Uh, this is a 16-team uh, league, and we are trying something new out. I think we, we like to ex- uh, experiment every once in a while here. Um, and we, are, we ended up getting rid of free throw percentage and replacing with three-pointers or free throws made, not three-pointers made. Uh, that So we went nine cat. No, did we get rid of – Turnovers? There's only eight cats in this league. Damn, I was it, it was voted. That. It was. I think it was voted on eight cat, and I. I regret not just telling the listeners to shove it, and <laughs> and go on nine cat so we can respect the sanctity of the game. But uh, we went eight cat free throws made instead of free throw percentage, which uh, allows guys like Rudy Gobert and Andre Drummond to actually be valuable, uh, or at least more valuable. Uh, than they normally would be. And I, I kind of like the feel of that. I, I feel like that's a good direction to to take both head-to-head in Roto. Uh, but this was a 16-team league, 
So a lot of uh, middle guys were very important in the draft. Uh, Tyler ended up getting Steph Curry at six with his first pick, and Middleton at 27 with his second pick. That's a pretty good start. I was pretty happy with my draft. I didn't get really any upside shots at the end, um, which was a little disappointing, but I felt like I got some guys who were pretty valuable and probably top 130 players well after 130 people had been taken. Yeah, you uh, because, Taj Gibson at 134 is a great pick. Right, and I, I went with Mo Harkless just thinking if it could be not Mo Harkless from last year, but Mo Harkless from two years ago, that was a pretty safe bet. Um, you mentioned Markeith Morris. I went with like guys like JaVale McGee, George Hill. Just hoping for some bounce backs because all of the rookie guys, all of those young players were being taken, right? All those like upside shots. I'm thinking maybe I go for a little more safety. Um, I did get one. I did take one shot in the draft. I thought that was on Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I just think Jaron Jackson Jr. has a, a chance to kind of put it all together and be real good. I don't know that I had the best team though, Michael. I don't know. I think I there were some... There were some uh, listeners out there dominating this draft, I think. Yeah, there was some uh, some pretty good teams out there. Um, I thought Tressa Prospects, even though he, he had a few, I think, auto picks, uh, started out very strong with Carl uh, Anthony Towns, Drew Holiday, Eric Bledsoe, and again, Robert Covington at 62. That, that, that was a pretty good start. And so, I will say this, though. So in this particular league, Covington gets hurt a little bit. Yeah, he does. Because he doesn't shoot a lot of free throws. So free throws made is not a strong category for him. And he's also obviously a bad field goal guy. So um, that hurts it. The free throws made hurts his value a little bit more than free throw percentage. Um, So I thought 62 was a pretty fair value, maybe a little bit under. Um, Some of these guys, man, they went so heavy on young players, um, which that'll be an interesting strategy because it's boom or bust at that point, right? Like, if these guys will all turn out to be good, you could win the league. But if they're not. Yeah, it could all – I mean, it could all come together real nicely. Uh, true school teaching with a with Jokic at number seven, followed by Chris Paul at 26, which is a, is a great get. Um, I think 26 per game, he's going to be fantastic. So this, you're, he's, like, set and assists pretty much, especially in a, a deeper league that this is. Uh, and then – Bradley Beal, Gary Harris, Joe Ingles. Like, that's a really good uh, runoff there into, into the 70s. Um, solid. One of my favorite teams. I'll give a shout out. I'm not sure who this guy was. So maybe you can tell me. Okay. Um, Mouse Defeat was the team name. Oh. Um, he went with LeBron, who is better in this this particular format just because you don't have to worry about his percentage. He makes a lot, a lot of free throws. Yeah. Um, and and then he's got Donovan Mitchell, he's got Luka Doncic, he's got Julius Randle, who's a little bit better in this particular build. Um, he's got your boy Zach Levine. I thought he mm. just came out with like a, a really strong overall team, and uh, I think he's going to be trending toward the top of the standings in this bad boy. Yeah, I do. I do like the Zach Levine pick at seventy-two, especially in a league uh, like, like like this. I think the scoring is really hard to come by uh, when you uh, and he already had. Donovan Mitchell and LeBron James. Luka Doncic at forty was like maybe a little high, but uh, he wasn't he wasn't going to fall to him at fifty seven. Just wasn't going to happen. Definitely not. So I mean, and you got to take your shot somewhere. Uh, I mentioned I thought he was going to be a top forty player. Well, he he apparently listened. Were there any picks that really surprised you? Um, uh, not so not. There, a... 
there are a few for me. All right, all right, I'll listen. I'll listen. There weren't too many that like totally stunned me. I thought, okay, that might be a little bit of a shot, but yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I feel like uh, I'll give a shout out to one more team. One more team. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Stranger Toms got James Harden, got Demar Derozan, got Kyle Lowry, got Enos Cantor, Jeremy Lin, JJ Redick, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Nurkic, who's a lot better in this particular format. I just thought that was a strong, like, real strong overall team. They took some upside shots on guys like Harry Giles and OG Ananobi. Yeah, you know, he, I think, uh, Stranger Toms ended up showing up a little late. And then by the when he showed up, he started drafting a little, a little better than everybody else than he was earlier. And he ended up taking Nurkic out from under my nose. And, uh, you know, screw him. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Let's hear the surprise pick. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought there was a couple, a couple surprises. How many of them did I make? Picks. Did I make any of them? Um, no, oh, I don't think so. so. so DeAndre think- Jordan at thirty-eight is actually super acceptable in a in a league that doesn't penalize you for free throw percentage. So I uh, shout out to our friend Mark Roberts. I borrowed some rankings from him. He's a good man on this league and. DeAndre Jordan worked out to be the 20th best player in this league by Uh, his projections. So I felt like that was a very good pick. Uh, I will say say this too. Uh, We had some fun in the draft. I was trying to project Mike's picks before he made them. And I was doing pretty good there for a while. You got to give me credit, Michael. I mean, I was pick 14, which is, you know, one of the, just one of the trashier picks I've ended up getting. And uh, Simmons Gobert is is the right way to go. So like I, I really, it's not hard to predict Simmons Dude, Gobert. Dude, I, that's I exactly had like I had it down to like round seven, Mike. Don't you even did try. Not, that. You you definitely did not uh, predict Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I did not remember you picking that. Figuring I, that one out. I got Conley and Dunn, Gobert. Yeah, you got the first four picks. You and then get... I got Jonas Valanciunas. Isn't that your fifth pick? Mm, yes. I got five in a row. Not really, Jonas, but maybe you did. Uh, I really like you getting um, Ricky Rubio at pick seventy. That's a great pick. Yeah, I couldn't pass. I couldn't pass that no, one up. Not at seventy. That's that's absurd. Um, no, I was actually really surprised about uh, DeAndre Ayton going at thirty-six. Oh, that one did surprise me. I will give you that. Uh, and. Apparently he's been listening to uh, our our friend Josh Lloyd, who's been touting him as like his was saying in a podcast of his uh, that was the other day that he was like the third round value uh, based on the preseason, and that he thought that he could really you know make that leap into the top kind of forty or fifty this season. And apparently somebody was listening because well, b- yeah, Bibby Brotherhood was listening, and that could have actually hurt him. But it didn't like you know picking making a reach for uh, Aiden like that at thirty six because he did not pick until sixty one again. But he ended up getting Terry and Prince, Will Barton, Darren Fox, and Jabari Parker with his next picks through pick one hundred. So uh, yeah, I actually that team is kind of nice, kind of like it. Yeah, he did a good job. Uh, he picked some guys that I'm not a super big fan of, uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. What did you feel? And you know, with, without the free throw percentage, it probably is. It, it makes a little bit more sense about uh, Julius Randall at a uh, fifty-seven from Mouse Defeat. Oh, he in 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 Mark's uh, beautiful projections I had was like a top thirty-five player. So I oh, thought wow. 
thought that was a very good pick. Well, then there you go. Good on you, Mustafeed. Um, and he, uh, he Feed was picking just a little bit before me, I believe, on that pick because I had Julius Randall at the top of my queue, and Feed said no. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, thank you. I guess um, Chicago Typhoons going hard on uh, D'Angelo Russell at seventy-five, Kyle Anderson at eighty-six. Those are those are quality picks um, to round out your team. Man, there's a lot of you know, kitchen, kitchen. Everybody had a pretty good draft. I, I just really don't know where this. Uh, I do not know where this league is going to go because of the size of it, and I feel like no one. Uh, super botched it. Um, maybe other than the guys who had to, who 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 we had to deal with the auto picking, but even the auto pick teams aren't really that bad because they ended up getting all the guys we were overlooking. Uh, because of the the change in the league settings, they end up still getting a really good teams. Yeah, and I think that in a in most sixteen team leagues, a lot of the league comes down to health unfortunately it's just so many teams and if you lose one of those top couple picks or maybe both of your top you know two out of your top three picks like you're gonna end up at the bottom of the standings like those top picks are just so valuable and you got to think about it this way too like it, it just spreads out the picks right so like if you picked on the turn you were 16 and 17 then you didn't pick for a long time and so um it's important to remember that this league could go anywhere, right? Like I, I could finish at the bottom, and if if Curry gets injured, I could be near the bottom, and oh, yeah. uh, real fast. And it also makes a big difference that the waiver wire is very thin. Like if if we head over to the waiver wire and look at the players available, not seeming so great, right? The the top guy is Marcus Morris. Then we got guys like Aaron Baines, and you know, like a lot of guys here that I'm just like. New, does anybody want this guy? <laughs> he has really, really bad players. Um, I'm actually, you know, I'm looking at Renegades, a Renegades, a hoops team, and that's a pretty solid team. Uh, Giannis, Lamarcus, Jamal Murray, Jared Allen, Paul Millsap, Tim Hardaway Jr., Gordon Dragic. Um, e- even Melo at 124 is just, it's not, that's not terrible. Um, and then Danny Green at 188. I like that pick. That team could be pretty good. Oh, I lied. There's actually not some decent guys on this waiver wire. There's Denzel Valentine, some Dwayne Wade. Oh, Get out of my way. I need to go pick those guys up. Some Lance uh, Stevenson, some <laughs> John Henson. Okay, like it's bad, right? So Yeah. You know, I, I just I'd recommend everybody to like Everybody's got their their favorite league, like that your long standing league. Maybe it's your keeper league. Maybe it's the redraft league that you have with your family or your friends or whatever. Uh, that one's always um, your most important league, and you wanna you wanna keep that one going. I, I I really suggest people to keep that really steady, the same. If everybody's enjoying it, why why switch it up? But I would also recommend trying something new uh the, you might enjoy it more um whether it be roto or an auction draft or changing the the category from free throw percentage to free throws made uh, i'm still never ever going to recommend doing double doubles and triple doubles uh it's a waste of time and everyone it's just a waste of everybody's time and efforts uh just don't do it it's not you're getting double rewarded for being really good at 
a couple categories and then you get another category for being good at those other categories. It's just doubling down uh, on on teams that are good. So you're making you're not creating enough parity just because someone got a double double or triple double. It's just don't don't use the, the those as categories or as even even in point systems. Like you're just doubling down on the point systems. Um, I would even suggest you know trying a point system out if you want to. I I don't play points leagues. Uh, I have, but uh, I don't know. Like make it what you want, right? It's the, it's the beginning of the season. There's still time to draft. You you don't have to have draft before the beginning of the season. So uh, try and experimentally. I'll say this too. Like, so I was a big head-to-head player when I first started playing. And for like five years, probably all I played was like 10, 12, maybe 14 team head-to-heads. That's all I'd play. And like, if you offer me to play anything else, I'd be like, no, nah, man, I don't know how to play that. And I'm out. Right. Cause I like to win. I I was really against trying new stuff, and it was probably after I played for like six six years, seven years. I joined the league. Sixteen teams were like every player in the league's drafted in this league. Like there's huge rosters, like twenty five people, twenty five man rosters, sixteen people in the league. And I'm like, oh god, dude, I'm gonna be terrible at this. It's like you gotta know the end of the bench player for every team. But now I like look back on it, and that was the, one of the better experiences I ever had. That's probably my favorite league now. The league's still going. Every player in the league is drafted, so there's no waiver wire. So like the management's pretty easy. You set your lineup every day. You know what I mean? You can make trades, and you can beat people on these trades because they're thinking this guy has no value, and you're looking and going, this guy's actually kind of valuable in this league. He's going to play for me, um, and, and I find that really fun. And it's just different. It's a lot different. It's totally different. Yeah, I think then had to have league, which is still fun for me, right? But it's completely different. I agree. Like I'm a roto nine cap purist, and I and I always will be. And I think you learn a lot playing roto when it comes to uh, playing against other players, making trades to make other players purposely better in order to make guys who are ahead of you worse. Um, like there's a lot of extra strategy that goes into roto. Then, then head to head, but then head to head's got its whole like you really need to know the waiver wire, you really need to know your categories, you really need to know what players produce. So you'll learn a lot about those players, and you can then use that knowledge in a roto league. And then as your leagues get bigger, like Tyler says, you start getting better at trading instead of using the waiver wire. And so you can have all these skills intermingle with each other in in, in every type of league. Uh, some are more important than others, depending on on the league. But uh, I just I suggest once you got the hang of this, if you're if a new player, try a couple different formats, see how it goes. But you guys, it's going to be a long season. It's going to be an awesome season. Um, we're going to keep you updated on our listener leagues as we go through. Uh, we're going to go really hard at the box scores tomorrow, and uh, make some suggestions, and, and we'll be bringing you weekly content. Uh, maybe a couple times a week, depending on, uh, especially these early weeks, we're going to be bringing you as much as humanly possible because these are the important weeks. Uh, and if there's anything you guys want to hear, anything specific, whether it be um, more dynasty information or more waiver wires or more questions from the audience, send them in. Send that feedback in. Send your questions in. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Tyler, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. If you got feedback for the show, send it to us. We would be happy to incorporate that. 
If you like the show, rate, review us, or check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes for exclusive content throughout the season. Tyler, is there is there anything you got to uh, to plug us at the beginning of the season? I, I know you probably got something. Um, so I've been writing like crazy. Um, if you're a big Luka Doncic guy, I just did five predictions for Luka Doncic's season. Um, so that's out there. We've been doing a ton of content just about the Mavericks, and, and all Mavericks fans are really pumped up for the season because of Luka Doncic, and, and it's just going to be a fun, exciting team. So we'll keep rolling for that. And then uh, for the end at? of the summer, uh, that's at thesmokingcuban.com. And toward the end of the month, this is what like one of my big things. And this is probably the only the only nine things that Mike reads of mine all year. True. I will have my first mock draft of the year out at the end of this month. I know. I can't believe you're going to have a mock draft out that early. Mike, too- you know that's the only information you take from me is on these rookies because you don't watch it. Yeah, I'm not going to watch college basketball. I'm not going to get into that. I don't care. I'm going to watch March Madness, like the good. And believe me, I used to be really into. I used to be really into college basketball until I started watching better basketball in the NBA. And I don't want to go back to missed missed open jumpers for for 45 minutes. Oh, uh, I I got it down to a science, but I, I won't I won't I won't share my methods with you, Michael. Tyler has a Tyler has a very good uh, methodology when it comes to those rookies. Uh, it's always surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly accurate, uh, just accurate because it shouldn't be a surprise anymore. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, you can find a lot of Tyler's content on his Twitter at Tyler P Watts. Go give him a follow, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for the real opening day. Get excited, everybody! The NBA is back. See you soon.